Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of V Pirate Radio. We are on our 007 episode, so this one's going to be um, extra suave, and none of us are drinking martinis, but maybe we should have planned that better. Um, either way, it's going to be a great episode. Um, we've got our first, um, of, well, I guess this is going to be our second official guest on the podcast, um, but our first kind of outside of the, the group that's been working on this Um so let's start where we normally start. And Jim, tell us uh, kind of what you've been up to the last couple of weeks. Well, I'll start by saying that I'm only going to answer to Jones, Jim Jones. But that's a whole <laughs> other thing. Um, but yeah, so I've, life's been pretty good the last couple of weeks. Um, last weekend was full of happiness and cuteness as we got not one, but two puppies in the household. So life has been running around like crazy. Um, it's just little tinkles and little footsteps everywhere I go. Uh, Matt, how about you, buddy? Oh, things are pretty status quo. I've uh, been busy. Uh, got our kickoff at work, so that was a good chunk of my time. And then I've got another uh, internal conference this week, so lots and lots and lots of Zooms. Um, on the plus side, I'm looking forward to uh, you know, potentially actually heading to a conference in Maine, to VMON, so that's going to be exciting. Joe, how about you? Don't forget you promised I can uh, sleep on the floor of your hotel room for that conference and, and carry heavy things for you. Um, I'm doing pretty good, actually. We we just got back from spring break, uh, got to get out of state for a little while. Um, so had some fun staring at sharks at the aquarium and things like that. But uh, I'm now back to work. Had to uh, travel for QBR the week before. So yeah, my life is very quite shaken and stirred right now. Um but honestly, it's uh, it's good, man. It's it's nice to see things kind of getting back on track, seeing people really hitting the swing of of you know everybody expecting twenty twenty two is going to be the year we go back to normal, but not really. Um, so yeah, it's it's been good, and I'm I'm really looking forward to the uh, conversation here. It should be really interesting and totally outside of the tech realm for us. So um, Brian, you want to welcome our new special guest? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so today we've got with us uh, Mark Adams, who's an old coworker of mine. Um, you know, we've we've done a lot of really cool things together, and as we've you know kind of committed ourselves to this podcast, we reached out to Mark to um, kind of help us with with some of our branding efforts on this, and, and that's going to be kind of the topic of stuff today. But before I get too far ahead of us, um, Mark, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves and let let the audience know kind of kind of who you are and a little bit about your background. Thanks, Brian. Um, and thanks, everyone, for having me on. It's uh, I'm, I'm very happy to be here and honored. Um, but anyway, so uh, Mark Adams and uh, I, Brian and I work together um, at a company. It's a cloud computing company um, over the last few years. And so there have really been kind of responsible for, um, well, not just the logo and the visual identity, but really, what's the tone? What's how do you define the company culture? Um, how do you uh, get beyond just trying to hawk your products? How do you put a little personality into the advertising? So I, that's what I like to do is make sure that the company kind of has a human face. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what really Mark. I, I wanted to to ask you for help around what we were doing with this because. I love your process of being able to go and, and think about, you know, what's what's the feel you want people to get when when they see your logo, when they when they hear your name? What's the feel? What's what's the um, interaction, the the kind of gut gut reaction they get from it? Um, and you do a lot of good research around, you know, 
similar brands, similar things that, that may evoke those particular um, emotions as, as, as people see it. So um, we're really happy with, with what you've come up with. Um, you know, when this episode releases, hopefully we've got the, the logo on, on the feed and everything. You'll be able to, to see that with, with what we've put together. Um, so really, really proud of, of kind of upping our game a little bit. Um, and, and being able to talk um, a little bit more about the, the branding aspect of things is, um, you know, all, all, all five of us have spent time, you know, kind of defining our own brands, um, you know, whether that be through the blogs, whether that be through you know, offering stickers, going around to conferences, you know, we've, we've interacted with a lot of different people and, and have kind of built up a, um, a name for ourselves. And, and, you know, it's more than just proving yourself through conversations and through the work you do. It's, it's sometimes, giving that lasting impression to people so that they think back and they're like, Oh yeah, you're the guy that has this, or you're the, you're the person that did this other thing. Um, I thought that was really cool. So yeah, that's really the the nature of the conversation today. Yeah, Mark, I, I have to say I was just amazingly impressed with, like you said, not only like you kind of researched the idea of it, but like, you know, for this is the first time I've ever seen anything creative be reproduced that we were given like, here's where my story was coming from for this. And here's, I mean, it was like, it was like you were helping us tell our story and that was really kind of, that was pretty amazing. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was, it was definitely impressive to see the professionalism um, behind, yeah, having an actual story and an explanation and things like that. Whereas many people that we see in the tech world, when they go to branding, they're like, Ooh, I'm going to go find a thing I can get out of a pre-made box on Fiverr and just call it done. <laughs> it was definitely cool to see like how much thought process there is behind it. That at least for me is totally outside of the realm of any sort of perspective I would have had on, on branding stuff for the most part. That was awesome. Just, just to sort of jump on top of that, you know, like we, we all loved the design that you did. Like it's, awesome um but i saw it and right away i realized boy i've got absolutely zero skills <laughs> anything i do is just gonna look like garbage so you know it definitely it, it, there's an art i think that you know needs to be done with these sort of things and you know there's skills that go with it you know and that that's something that if you want to take your branding seriously you need to recognize that right how seriously do you want to take it and that's where folks like you come in and just really uh, up everything to the next level well, thank you. And yes, that is sort of, um, there is something great about creating a logo for a company or organization. Um, there's one company is back in the nineties. It was the very first identity I did for, for a client and they used that for 25 years. So wow. it's just kind of like, wow. It, it, the, the fact that how many hundreds of people work there and you walk in the door every day, you see that. So it's kind of exciting when you think, wow, I can have this impact on this huge organization. Um, one of the things that uh, various salespeople have told me from organizations where I've, I've worked on the branding, like they've said, oh, you're the guy that did that. Can I, like, that was awesome. I have so many people tell me that they love our brand. They love this. It helps me get in the door. You help me make sales because of what you've done. That's the most beautiful thing you can hear in a way is this is really helping people and helping the business. Yeah. And I recently, you know, you, me and Jim, you know, worked together and, and, and have gone through this acquisition recently. And somebody mentioned to me the other day about the fact they're like, oh, you know, all those, I guess all those Island shirts that I've gotten are, are now pretty much worthless. And I'm like, 
Yeah, yes and no. I mean, I've been through multiple acquisitions and multiple jobs and I, you know, I get rid of some of those. Like, you know, when I was in pre-sales, you know, I had to have the logo shirt and I would wear it every time I had to go out and in front of clients, I'd make sure to have the logo shirt. And then we got acquired. And so then I had to get a, a bunch of new shirts to, to account for that. <laughs> and I kept some of those old logo shirts because I have an emotional attachment to that. I mean, that was that was the banner I lived under for for years. And, you know, I'm not going to lightly wear that, let that go. I'm not going to wear it really all that much anymore, but it's still a brand I, I care about. And, you know, while it doesn't even exist anymore, it is something that, uh, you know, I'm, I was proud to be a part of for the, for the time that I was. Yeah. I mean, it may actually speak more to me as a hoarder than me as the emotional connection, but I mean, I've got shirts from every job I've ever worked going all the way back to 2000, what one, um, stuck in the back of a closet upstairs and probably ones from just about every conference that I've been to still. Um, I try to keep the official ones, but you know, uh, a brand really kind of, you know, especially once you work for someplace and if you work there for more than just a minute or, or, or anything that's going to have a logo, you know, if you, if you come to the point where you're, you're going to put that, I guess, quote unquote, onto your body, I think there's a certain amount of attachment. You're just kind of taken with it anyway. And it's just not, you know, it's not always the easiest thing to let go of. Um, or maybe it is. I don't, I don't know. Maybe like I said, I'm entirely possible that I'm kind of weird. Yeah, Jim, I, I definitely feel you on the hoarder aspect of it. Um, but yeah, somewhat for the, nostalgia or for for having connection to people and to companies especially companies that were like disruptors or had really interesting tech or just had i don't know a great story a great social presence even the ones that i really loved just because they had such fantastic marketing campaigns and swag and the fact that like their company allowed people to just have so much fun to present part of their job, right. To be kind of the, the company brand and the company voice that they're also just a bunch of people that enjoy having fun and get to do geeky things and have marketing dollars behind it. So why not? Right. I, I have a lot of those things and, and it went for me a lot from having, you know, the signed tech books back in the day to now I keep stickers or even t-shirts that I've, I've taken with me when there's events or there's people that I know came from an old company back in the day that I'm like, Ooh, can you sign this t-shirt? And they're like, oh my God, this is so weird. You know, Chris Colati signing the, the Tintree t-shirt while we were at the Cohesity truck as I'm there as a competitor, you know, of a VMUG leader who works for Veeam was just a, such a weird, random thing yeah. to do. But he loved it. He was like, man, this is awesome. I'm like, yeah, th this is the stuff that I want. It's the nostalgia from, from people that I know from a time in my career and their career when they made a huge impact that I want to keep those, those memories. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, if I could jump in, I was going to say, in, in terms of uh, branding events that I've, or activities that I've done in the past, t-shirts really kind of have this um, appeal. I mean, it's their, first they're tangible, you put them on your body, you're wearing them, it's kind of like a uniform. Um, and so you might go to a trade show and people are handing you shirts, but, and you put them in your tote bag, of course, but are you going to wear them later? So <clears throat> I always want to make sure that the t-shirt that we do, it, you know, it ties into the theme, it tells a story, but it's fun enough that people are going to want to wear that. Um, so in fact, there are some shirts that I've made when I go to the gym, people keep saying, Ooh, where can I get one? I'm like, well, I, I don't think you can. It's for my you know, company I work for, but that's really validating too, to hear to someone, have someone say, I will buy that shirt off your back. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, one thing that I do think gets lost all too often, though, is you can have the coolest design in the world, but if you go put the shirt on and it rips the first time because it's such cheap quality, uh, at least in my opinion, that also has potentially a, a negative connotation back to you know whatever the vendor is as well, right? So, um, you know, all these things obviously cost money, but at the same time, if you're going to do it, you know, at least kind of <laughs> do it well. Yeah, so... You know, we've kind of covered the, you know, the meaning, meaningfulness of the imagery that you use and whatnot. Um, so we've, we've touched on, you know, the meaningfulness of the imagery, um, a little bit about how important, um, you know, T-shirts can be. You know, T-shirts are, like Jim said, you're, you're literally wearing it. Um, and it's hard to, hard to hide what you've got on there. Um, and, you know, I've, I've worked vendor booths at trade shows where that was the point of what we were wearing is so it would be super noticeable and people would instantly be able to recognize what booth we came from. And, you know, there was good and bad with that. And we've touched a little bit on, on stickers and other stuff. Um, Mark, let, you know, in, in your experience and all of the, the swag type stuff you've put together, um, you know, a lot of us have known people or have done ourselves, you know, their own individual swag items to kind of promote ourselves or to promote our company, or to promote a group of people that we're, we're a part of. I'm curious, from your experience, what, what cool items you've you've done in the past? Like if, if I were to say, for VPirate Radio, we want to do some something to give away at the next conference, what are some cool little things that you've seen that um, you know, are good branding opportunities for, for people like us? Well, for VPirate, I think that you should get branded eye patches. <laughs> I love it. Yes. And or maybe instead of a whiskey tasting, you could have a rum tasting mm -hmm. or, you know, just things like that. Or um, uh, if not actual rum, then maybe coasters that have logo or other things on it. So when people are having a tasty beverage, they can place it on the pirate coaster. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, especially if we were at, you know, someplace that promoted the drinking aspects of the socializing. You know, mm -hmm. some some events are are more around that um, than others, and you know, could be good places where you know, as people gather at the watering hole, so to speak, that you could easily start whipping those out underneath people's glasses and kind of mm -hmm. leave them around for others to see. A little gorilla branding. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The pirate branding. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, and and I know we've we've talked about some of those items, so you may you may see some of those ideas show up in in future conferences. So keep a lookout cool. for them, and maybe we'll uh, we'll we'll keep some of them kind of on the low end of things, so they're collectors' items, so people actually want to find them. That's always a fun game to play too. Yeah. So Mark, that's that's something that I've I've really been looking forward to to be able to ask somebody that's that's creatively focused on this stuff. The the number of us that either switch jobs or have the same role and just switch whichever vendor we work for um, and seeing the number of folks in our industry that have been in a role where they potentially got kind of pigeonholed for a long time and then went to work for their direct competitor that they were essentially trash talking for years and years. What are the things to think about as far as the either the longevity of, of a brand or whatever is our, our go-to shtick that we're known for. Um, and when is it time to consider either updating your branding or completely changing your branding? 
Well, I, I, for one thing, if it is a, if it is impeding your marketing efforts, um, uh, I, I won't name names, but a company that I work for, it's a cloud company and I rebranded them a few years ago. They had this really horrible logo. I mean, it was really not a good one. Um, you didn't look at it and think, wow, it's a high tech company. I want to entrust my company to. So I revised it and, um, just, I was, I wasn't even asked to, I just said, here, we need to do this. And so that's how the company got rebranded because I just was having a problem making ads or, you know, or different things using that logo. I couldn't really, to me, I'm trying to tell a story, you know, we, we're, we're smart. We've got great solutions. You should trust us. But this logo is from, you know, 1890. So it just, sometimes when it gets in the way, you have to do it. But then again, you also have to weigh the fact that it's, it's a huge monumental effort. Um, think about, I mean, if you're a small company, it's one thing, but if you're larger then you know, it's, it, it's a, it's a really big deal. So you want to make sure it's strategic and, um, and that you're not going to lose uh, recall and recognition in your name that you currently have. So just, those are some thoughts in general. Yeah. So Mark along, I mean, kind of from that. So do you think it, does your branding needs change as your the size of your companies grows? Do you need to get you know what more professional, more you know streamlined, or is it one of those kind of things of sometimes you just have to reflect how things have changed? I, I think you have to be very strategic in the beginning and make sure you define exactly what it is that you want to project. Um, so you might have your master brand, and then you might have some you know product sub brands and you need to think where am i going will i have 100 products one day or will it be you know three categories of, of this many so you need to you know look beyond the horizon of where you're going to go and then when you design the brand make sure that it's flexible and scalable just like cloud you know scalable flexible all those good things it needs to be able to evolve and update, but it always needs to retain that core thing in everything that ties back to the message you want to get across. Yeah. So this is all interesting. I, I used to be kind of, you know, where I was, it was a smaller place. It's like, oh, Matt, you know how you use Photoshop or InDesign or whatever. Here, put together some marketing stuff, right? It's like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll do it. And as I was first admit, I wasn't great at it, but I was just the most quote unquote competent person to do that sort of stuff. Uh, but you know, that also kind of got me into the whole personal branding as well. You know, a, a lot of us, you know, we tend to go to, you know, not these days, hopefully we will be going back to, you know, IT conferences and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, they're great networking events, whether you're just looking to build your personal net network or you're, you're looking for a new job or role or whatever. And a lot of us, you know, sort of come up with, you know, simple sticks. You know, I'm from Canada. Quite often I travel with coffee crisps or chocolate bars that are readily available here, not readily available elsewhere. And I can tell you, I've had C-level execs search me out, you know, at some of the larger trade conferences. You know, they see me on Twitter with them like, oh, hey, you know, can you please get one of those? Um, and <laughs> it's actually opened up quite a few conversations. Uh, so I was just wondering what, you know, everyone's thoughts on that are. You know, we're talking about all this logo and stuff like that. Um, you know, which is absolutely fantastic if you have a blog, but, you know, say you're thinking, hey, I want to get started. I want to create a personal brand, you know, what's easily accessible? What's, you know, sort of a good step one, so to speak. I can, did anyone else want to go first? <laughs> 
Yeah, you, no, you open it up to it. everyone, but um, yeah, you're our guest. I mean, I think it depends on on what you want to do. If you're, for example, let's say <clears throat> you want to get into photography, then maybe your personal branding is really your your photography that you use, and you say, okay, I'm going to use only photos that have people that are smiling, uh, and that's going to be the tone of my photos. But then you're letting what you do kind of drive the message. And then, you know, it might be different if you're, uh, if you're, if you're baking out of your house or other things. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's just, it's thinking, what is it that I'm doing? What story am I telling? What's the best way for me to do that? Yeah. So do you see that as, you know, so for all of us that work in a modern economy where, you know, or work in tech where there's often job shifts, is that, is is do you do you think that getting into the branding aspect of it in in any way shape or form is i mean is it is it kind of like a resume in 2022 is that is that a level to get with um you know speaking for myself i've i've had the same website since 2003 and it's had many different iterations of it and a few years ago i sat down with photoshop and made a logo and then had a friend of mine who was a creative person clean up said logo. Cause I'm not that good at Photoshop. And, uh, you know, and, and it, and it, I feel like it works for me and I would like advocate for it, but I, I don't know, Mark, do you, I mean, in your experience, like you said, you said you've gone to the gym and it's like, Oh, that's a cool t-shirt. Can I buy that? Have you seen that equate into, you know, cause, cause we're all about, you know, like the last episode, we talked about the great resignation and, you know, and then now we have that and we're going to doing job hunting and things like that. Are these, are these things that are going to help you in that next step, you know, kind of get your name out, get your, your, rec your recognition out, if you will. Yeah. I mean, I think you're somewhere in there. You said is, what'd you say about branding? Is everyone into personal branding these days? And I, maybe we are because we're, we're, you know, steeped in it. We're all in branding all the time. I mean, insurance these days, I think it's more about branding and advertising than the actual financial part of it. Um, you think about Liberty Liberty and uh, all those all those commercials. I think more and more people, we have a, a media filter and because uh, we have to filter out, was it three, it used to be 3,000, now it's probably 5,000 uh, commercial messages a day. Um, I see kids walking down the street in Armani exchange you know, shirts and they're looking at a big brand and they want to, they want that to lift them up. So it's, they want to, they want to, they're turning to something external and I never want to do that. I want to, I want it to be something that I did. Like I don't own stock in uh, Armani exchange. Why, why would I want to wear that shirt? I want to wear something that if I didn't make it, then it has a message I care about. So for me, the ubiquitous black t-shirt with white lettering on it. It's simple in terms of design, but the right words are very powerful. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's, you know, and I would add to that is that oftentimes if you aren't thoughtful about what your brand is, your brand is going, you're going to have a brand. People are going to remember you for something. And if you're not thoughtful about what that something is going to be, you may get stuck with something you may not necessarily like, or that may not have the longevity that we talked about um, that may end up having, um, you know, connotations that you don't, you don't have any control over. Um, you know, I got into this whole thing fairly early and we didn't 
think about personal branding back there. And it was, it was really about the, the work that we had on our blogs and how we were contributing, you know, in the Wayback Machine and the VMware communities um, and the people that we knew. And, you know, at one point I'm like, I really need to think about what my blog looks like because that could be a meaningful thing. And I've seen people move in and out of different, different approaches to things. You know, Joe, you've, you've got the, the ball cap thing. You know, every picture of you has a ball cap in it. Um, and, and nowadays, maybe even a train engineer hat. But, um, you know, we've, we've all had little tweaks to, to what we've been doing, whether they've been thoughtful or not. People will, will remember those things. Yeah, I definitely try and work on projecting the image that I want people to remember rather than some of the things that could be remembered, at least if those stay as, you know, smaller stories amongst certain circles, you know, probably the best for people overall. But um, so, Mark, kind of thinking back to some of the things that you've mentioned, not only being conscious about even just the clothing that we're wearing and that we may be presenting a brand for somebody else, but your earlier point about the fact that, you know, you developed a brand for a company that was around for 25 years that they used. And then thinking about the point of, you know, you, Jim and uh, Brian all working through an acquisition. What are your thoughts as far as those of us that are trying to work on having a personal brand and being a representative of a company, but then do we consider about aligning to corporate brands or do we avoid that? You know, do we need to be seen as a resource on our own for a company and and them leveraging us as part of their branding? Well, I, I think that's true um, in the sense that so often on LinkedIn, I, I feel like it's my, you know, my, my job to go through and support the post from my company. And um, just like, yep, I'm going to, I'm on autopilot. I'm going to like it or celebrate it or love it or something. Um, but I think that we do need to always offer something beyond just what we're selling through our, our company. Um, like a, the Mary Poppins quote, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. So I think you always have to have something fun and interesting in there to make it you know, fun and interesting. So it's not just here's a white paper or here's something that's all technical. Give me a little fun, a little anecdote. Give me a little something human. Yeah, Joe, to your question, I'll add, you know, the last, since I've got out of working in government work and started working for some service providers, um, one of the, I guess, asides to being a somewhat social geek is that I've had requests from every company so far to make sure that I include the company that I work for in the major social media profiles in a blurbable on our website to it, to the point of, um, even some recognition that I've had from other vendors, making sure that the company that I work for is represented there. And that's, that, that gets a little close to the line that I kind of want to draw. Um, in some cases, um, social profiles, that makes sense because I don't think anybody's ever going to say, I speak for employer X, you know, um, in that way. But at the same time, if I am saying something, at least for me, it's a nice reminder of, you know, I am associated in lots of different ways to this company, even if it's just go out to LinkedIn and see where I work um, and maybe put the filter on the complete go off the rails Twitter rant while I drink and watch Aspen Extreme yet again. 
um, which may or may not have happened before in the past. Um, but, uh, you know, it's one of those, I don't know. See, I, I'm, I'm of the mind that, you know, we get, you know, all of us on this, on this call or in this podcast have spoke at conferences, have been at conferences and have had some recognition within the community. And, you know, at least speaking for, speaking for myself, I'll say that I've got the question of, well, that looks pretty cool. I want to do that. How do I do that? And part of that, you know, I kind of think of as the social geek starter kit, which is get you a domain name, which leads to a blog post. And when you do the domain name, go lock up as much social media as you can, you know, that's relevant at the time to kind of match that. So it's already locked up, you know, when the four, when the four of us came up with the idea just on a whim for V Pirate Radio, I think it was a race between Brian and I to go out and start snatching up domain names and Twitter accounts. Um, yeah, fortunately, we went which, down different avenues and we're actually working in parallel on that one. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. But yeah, but, but I mean, you know, as someone that's like, you know, works in the marketing realm, works in the creative realm, uh, I mean, I guess, like I said, part of the genesis of the que- the idea for this episode was how much of this stuff is actually important or how much of it is just, it's cool. You know what I mean? Is it, is this, are these things that you've like, like, are, you know, the branding that we're doing for the podcast, is this something that you've done for yourself? Is that a thing? Like, do you have a, a Mark West brand that's, you know, logos and domains and such? I do. It's, it's very simple. If you go to, uh, and here's where I plug my site, markadamscreative.com. Yes, markadamscreative.com. Um, if you go there, you'll see that uh, it's a very simple, uh, multicolored little X. It's, um, it's on the back of business cards. It can be used as the, the icon for my, uh, my uh, Mark Adams Creative on LinkedIn. But it's just really simple. In the past, I've done you know, different things with it on the back of business cards, like it's an X and it's like X is Mark's spot, things like that. Or by taking the, the little dots that compose it and transforming them into other things. So it's meant to be playful, colorful, but honestly, it's simple and repeatable and very identifiable. So when you just see that one little thing, you're like, oh, that's that, that guy, Mark Adams. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's ultimately what it comes down to is making sure that people identify your, your assets, your marks to yourself. Um, you know, I guess I'll speak up a little bit here to the personal versus your company branding, because I've had to deal, deal with that quite a bit, just like you have, Joe. And it's tough, um, especially when you're being hired a bit for your social media presence, for your connections to the community. You know, they want to write on your coattails. And that's not a bad thing. Like, I, I definitely promote that about myself that, you know, when I do job interviews and whatnot, it's that that is something to highlight because you know people people trust me. I've I come from a more independent background, so the companies I pick have a meaning, and I try to to foster that. Um, you know, a bit of my my personal brand is is being independent. Um, even though I have worked for vendors, I don't I don't always talk about vendors. I, I sometimes will congratulate competitors and and say good things about competitors when they deserve it because you know we all we all make each other better type of thing. And so, you know, my advice to people has generally been don't brand yourself to your your company or at least make it something that's easy to change. Um, you know, people will, will add their 
their company name into their Twitter profile or their Twitter handle, and then they'll change it when they, they switch jobs. That's okay. I mean, if, if you want your brand to be tied to who your employer is, um, I'm definitely of the mindset that my employer does not define me and I, and I don't define them. Um, so I've always maintained that separately. I've, I've purposely not, you know, duplicated colors or anything like that. You know, my LinkedIn doesn't, um, doesn't have, you know, I don't, I don't use my company, um, logos and stuff in my LinkedIn profile. Um, just because I've, I try to keep that independent and that probably hurts people like you, Mark, to hear that. Um, and, and I love the work that, that you've done towards that kind of stuff, but you know, that's, that's been a conscious decision for me to kind of keep those things separately. Even when I was in sales, even, even when I was an official company ambassador, if you will, um, I, I do keep those things separate because I know I'm not going to stay at the same job for the rest of my career, at least not at this stage in, in my, in my career, my age. Um, you know, if, if I ever did find a company I was so in love with that I figured I would be at for 20, 30 years, then maybe I would do it that way. But, um, I don't know this, this industry is too exciting. There's too many cool new things going on and, and they don't all happen in one company to, to really tie myself that tightly. Well, I, I would almost flip that around and put yourself in the mindset of, you know, we're talking about tying yourself, your identity, your brand so closely to you know, your employer, think about the other way around, right? You know, employers generally don't tie their brand to specific individuals either, right? Um, yeah. At the end of the day, you know, we all have to watch out for ourselves and, you know, we, we might love our job, but it's important to have that distinction that, hey, this is me as an individual. This is my brand. This is my employer. This is me as an employee for this brand, right? To be able to essentially had that multiple forms of personal branding, depending on which hat you're wearing. Yeah. I, I was just thinking about that. You know, I'm, I'm rather impressed with the number of people that are in tech, but are known for so many different things, right? Those that are photographers or also, you know, play music or are in a band or, you know, some of the really impressive guys seeing like, uh, you know, Kenny Coleman and what he's done with like his, his, massive identity that I think is even bigger in the whiskey world than, than he is in the tech world. Um, yeah. You know, no offense to what he's done in tech, but I mean, it's, it's impressive to see that he can have a whole nother um, side hustle that can be as successful as it is. And to me, that, that is part of it too, right. Is to think about what sorts of things do you want to be known for? And especially if you get out of tech, if you switch jobs or if you just, want to be something other than whatever is the tech hat that you're wearing, right? What other things are you interested enough in that you want people to publicly know that that's part of your um, personality, right? Not just your brand. Cool. Well, I think this has been a great discussion. Um, lots of great advice. And I know speaking for myself, and, and I think I could say the same for, for the others that, you know, we've been through it. If, if you're new in the industry and you're looking to, to create a, a brand, um, especially if you're in the virtualization community, I'll, I'll speak for the whole community in that regard, that we're all very open to, to helping each other succeed. So definitely reach out if anybody has any thoughts or want to bounce ideas off of. Um, we've we've been around the block a, a little bit and have seen good branding and bad branding over the years and, and would be happy to, to help guide anybody. Um, so Mark, one more time, um, I'm going to give you a chance if you want to promote um, anything besides your, your website, if people wanted to reach out to you, if if, if you're open to helping consult and, and doing logos for other people, um, you know, 
let's let's give you one last chance to let them know how to get a hold of you. Well, thank you for that. Um, yes, I, I, I gave you the website. So my email address is mark at markadamscreative.com. So hopefully pretty easy to remember. Um, anyone listening, if you uh, have questions or want to uh, talk about a, a project or anything, go ahead and give me a call. Um, yeah, I love I mean, branding to me is sort of like the, the, you know, it's the big leagues creating a logo that, that someone's going to you know put on their shirt, their front office. It's amazing. Um, but also once you have a brand established, it's really fun to, to nurture that with all the social media and email and communications. So it's, you know, you plant the garden, you tend the garden, it, it gives you something back, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, everyone, we appreciate you listening to another episode. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks for another one. And until then, everybody have a great day.